Cuspers is a grown-up podcast about being a kid. Sometimes that's silly, and sometimes that's heavy. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. and welcome to Cuspers, a podcast about growing up. I'm your host, Joseph Bricker, he, him, born 1995. I'm speaking low right now because I'm currently in the guest bedroom of my wonderful younger brother, Samuel, and his equally wonderful fiance, Sam. And it's late at night. So, Calvin, you can play, but you have to play quietly. There we go. Perfect. We've got another installment in the Back Home Summer Special series. In case you're just hopping in, this is not a regular episode of Cuspers. In a regular episode, I interview someone, usually a creative, and talk to them about their childhoods. But I'm doing some traveling back home this month, so I thought it would be fun to do some slightly shorter interviews with people from my life about our childhoods. So today, I'm speaking to my friend Brooks, my ride-or-die swing set buddy. Let's hop right in. And here we go. We're now officially recording. Um, papa. Um, papa. Um, My papa. debut. <laughs> My debut. <laughs> I am joined here today by Brooks Rikoff. He, him, born 1996. Brooks, thanks for being here, buddy. Of course. Happy to be here, Joseph. Um, wonderful to add some perspective and sweet memories. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it's such a pleasure to have you here for this to be your a debut Yeah, because we're doing this sort of special series, the Back Home Summer Special, where I'm interviewing some uh, folks from my childhood, some people I grew up with, even though we're technically recording remotely due to circumstances. But you and I, we go back a long ways. Mm -hmm. Third grade, brother. Yeah, you are technically, you are the person I have been friends with consistently the longest. I, I met Charlie and was friends with Charlie in kindergarten. But then he and I didn't really hang out again until middle school. But you and I, we became good, good buds in third grade. And then that has continued to this very day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For, for real. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat. Um, definitely my most consistent friendship for, yeah, longest amount of time. Always been there. Always got you. It's 20 years this year. It's 20 years you and I have been friends. No way. Yes. What? This year is two decades. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow that's incredible but um yeah so happy 20 year anniversary joseph happy 20 year anniversary so wow. brooks when we met in third grade i think there was something mm-hmm. the thing that attracted us to each other i don't remember exactly what it was we first bonded over but we were both two weird little nerd kids uh yes absolutely um and have now turned into weird little nerd adults yeah but hot weird little nerd adults yeah of course of course of course yes yeah, we're hot now, everybody. I know you can't see us because this is just an audio medium, but you need to believe that Brooks, certainly, one of the most handsome men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you. I mean, Joseph, I would say the same thing. You are stunning. Everyone I know says it. Oh, stop. 
Uh, this is no, just going to be 25 minutes of us complimenting each other back and forth. We're not going to talk about <laughs> memories at all. It's just going to be like, no, you're hot. No, no you're hot. No, you're hotter. You want to you know how I know you're hot? I'll tell you. But Brooks, in third grade, yeah. that began the sort of tradition of what I really consider to be one of the pivotal things in my childhood, which is swinging and playing pretend at recess with you. Uh, yes, that that is what we did every single recess for... I guess that would be, yeah, three for years, three years. Third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it was you and me who would go camp out on the swings. And then also there was normally like a group of girls who also were camping out on the swings. And you and I were absolutely in our own little world, making stuff up. Playing pretend with you is like one of the highlights of my childhood. Yeah. I, maybe this is the part of the depressing reality of growing up and being a full adult, but like, I'm just like looking back, I'm like amazed because... I was fully immersed. I'm sure, yeah, you were too. Like, we we could see this world that we were pretending mm-hmm. in the, you know, the people that we were pretending to talk to. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, were, we were fully, fully in it, fully acting it out all the way, swinging, sometimes getting off the swings and then, like, running around and, like, striking poses and, you know, shooting fake guns or whatever. For sure, for sure. Had to do the, the JoJo action poses. Absolutely. You have to. You simply must. Uh, And and there's a moment that is like always stuck in my head. And it's so funny. And I think this just goes to show like, I don't know, some of the uh, uh, the differences between you and I and not like differences in a bad way, but just like the ways we compliment each other is that I remember very distinctly one time we were playing pretend at your house and we're doing some kind of like army thing is what we were doing. And there were like aircrafts, uh, planes that we needed to run to. We needed to, to retreat and get to the planes. And I kept calling them ships. I was like, we got to get to the ships because I come from like more of a sci-fi fantasy background. And so like any sort of aircraft is always like a spaceship. So it's called like the ship. And you got so fed up with me. You were like, they're not ships. <laughs> ships are boats. These are planes or aircrafts, but they're not ships. <laughs> and I was like, duly noted, duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> internalized forever <laughs> yeah because you were like way more into like the historical war stuff mm-hmm. than i was not to say you weren't is... into sci-fi and fantasy but um you you were more into grounded reality really making sure we were being factual and historical right it adds to the believability adds to the credibility absolutely um of our pretend play <laughs> right right <laughs> that is so funny i i have i have no recollection of that memory whatsoever no i mean um, why would you <laughs> but <laughs> that is such a core memory for you. <laughs> I, it is. It's just um, like I can totally see where we were. We were like in your front yard, running around like with our little with our little like fake guns, and there was sort of just a stopping in the momentum. <laughs> As you were like, Joseph, I love you. You have to stop calling planes ships. They are different things. Did it sink in? Did you Did you never do that? Again? Absolutely not. Well, there we go. My point has been made. The point has been made. <laughs> but we spent a lot of time at your house doing like a lot of sleepovers and i'm curious for you not not to say that like you never slept over at my place but were you a kid who like preferred to be in your own space you know not necessarily no i think i I definitely enjoyed going over to uh, other folks houses and you know having fun little sleepovers i think my house um and you might attest to this i felt like my house especially as we started to like age up into you know like 11 12 and our teenage years i think my house was especially the the sleeping house Mm mm-hmm like that's where you went, where if you wanted some good solid sleep, uh, I feel like 
you know other other, other folks' houses. Um, you were too. You stayed up too late. You were. You had too much high energy. But something about my house mellowed out, and then you got to wake up in the morning. My mom would make us some amazing breakfast, uh, you know, pancakes or uh, banana chocolate chip muffins. Or your dad would bring um, some Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, that's another core memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're out, Krispy Kreme. food is a very important thing in your household. Yes, 100%. Always got to be eating something. <laughs> Always have to have some kind of meal. Um I don't know how much uh, I should get into with my with my background with the audience. Um, it's up but, to you. What at your comfort level? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, well, my mother is very, very just old school Italian mom. Um, my grandparents are straight from Italy, and so she and she absolutely loved food, loved cooking, loved um, loved garlic, big garlic, loved the butter. No vampires ever went near Brooks's house. Actually, yeah, we actually uh, had a framed uh, clove of garlic in our laundry room. Whoa, I I do not remember that, but also I don't know why I would have ever gone into your laundry room. <laughs> yeah, I never, uh, I probably should have asked my mom one day, like, what's the deal with that? <laughs> like, is that some kind of like superstition? Do you just think it's like a particularly pretty clove of garlic? Or yeah, maybe it is some kind of traditional thing that they did in Italy because of vampire like myths and mythos. I don't know, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe I'll ask her next time I see her. She'll probably be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, food, absolutely essential part of my growing up. Always loved massive, huge family dinners. Yeah, I think also it's pretty open door policy. Like friends could come over whenever and eat as much as they want whenever they want. Um, <laughs> that's the way it was for all of my siblings. Um, my mother, she, my, my mom has taken me aside at some point. And be like, Brooks, say your friends growing up definitely the best behaved oh yeah especially compared to my siblings friends sure (laughs) how does that feel to have the best behaved friends great i really makes a point of pride because hey i have good taste it is a reflection on your ability to choose him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah well i and i always got the vibe that like hosting not just feeding but hosting was like very important in your family because even when we would have sleepovers your mom or dad um or both would like set up the living room, like move the like coffee table to the side and like lay yes. a bunch of blankets down on the floor like so that we had like a sleeping area. Like so it was all set up so that like, oh, the kids were there ready to sleep. You could sleep on the floor. There were couches right there, but the expectation was not that we would sleep on the couches. It was that we would sleep uh-huh. on like where the blankets were laid out. Yes. Yeah. The layers and layers of blankets to make it kind of soft. And then, yeah, that – once again, that yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you completely move all the furniture, all the blankets everywhere on the floor. Um, and then, yeah, willingly sleep on the floor. Have a slumber party. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I, I think that has certainly been passed down to you. I, I stayed at your and your partner's place uh, a couple months ago, and you're both excellent hosts. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Joseph, please, you are you are a wonderful guest as well. Don't, don't, don't sell yourself short. Well, Okay, me complimenting you is not selling myself short. I also know I rule, okay? (laughs) Um, But you know what? Yes, that definitely has extended to me. Uh, I want to make sure when everyone comes over to my space, I want to make sure they're having a wonderful, great time. They feel good, they have fun, and that they are satiated. Yeah, so the... This doesn't have to be necessarily about you and I, but I am curious, like, when you just think about, like, your childhood, what are some of the pillars of, like, the things that, like, the first flashes of things that go to your mind? 
Here's my childhood. Yeah, the first flashes, honestly, uh, definitely is our our uh, our pretend time on the swings. Um, that is such a core memory because it was just so consistent every day. That's where we'd go, go on the swings. We would, um, yeah, yeah, like you said, sometimes get off the swings. Um, and that that was definitely a pillar cornerstone. So consistent, rock solid. That would be that's like the I feel like for me my memory that is that is the core main you know weight support weight holding pillar mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is that is the the one right in the middle that is the strongest um and nothing else could top that yeah that is really lovely because you also uh, well, well, you and i also did play a lot of video games as well like we were not just playing pretend we were also like absolutely spending hours staring at a screen <laughs> yeah, it was you know a little yin yang. We had our outdoor time of pretendies, and then you know our indoor time of staring at a single screen for an extended period of time. Your uh, backyard also extended to like this very like woodsy creek area, and I feel like you and I didn't go back there too too much. But what was that like for you to have like <laughs> access in the midst of suburbia to have this sort of like taste of the woods in your backyard? <laughs> a taste of the woods. Um, yeah, that is a, another. Um, it is it is interesting because I noticed as as I aged up, um, I definitely spent a lot less time back there. Um, but in my in when I was particularly young, so yeah, elementary school or even younger, yeah, I would go back there as often as possible. There was a clay back there. There was a uh, little crawdads and crayfish, um, or I don't know, I'm not maybe not crayfish, but <clears throat> um, little crawdads. And even, yeah, some fish, a lot of tadpoles back there. And yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time back there. Saw some, you know, some poisonous snakes. Always wanted to, you know, get super excited and scared when we see a, you know, potentially harmful animal. Was it mostly copperheads? Is that like what was back there? Yes. Yeah. Copperheads. Maybe. I never really saw it, but um, one of my cousins was like, I'm pretty sure I saw a cottonmouth water moccasin. Um, But it could have just been like a particularly like in the dark shaded area and it was actually a copperhead or something. Sure. But yeah, so nothing, you know, no, no rattlesnakes or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, still, still some poisonous critters growing up. We would always have, cause because we had this woodsy kind of more wild area in our backyard, we also had a lot of animals. We had a lot of possums that came around, um, lots of deer as well. So we kind of had a, like all of the, um, houses in our row that like had the sharing backyard not the, share, the sharing back space of the creek and kind of woodsy area. Um, yeah, you'd have deer just kind of like sprinting all along everyone's backyards and just, yeah, go out of sight. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Brooks, you and I both grew up in the suburbs of Kansas City, and now you and your partner live once again in the suburbs of Kansas City. <laughs> you did not live there for a while, and then you have since moved back. And I'm just curious for you, how does living there now compared to growing up there? Or, or are you, do you feel like aware of a distinction between those two periods? You know, I'm probably going to say it doesn't really, <laughs> it doesn't really feel that distinct. Sure. Um, I, I think there is a very distinct pre-teenagerhood where, you know, I did not have very much independence um, at all. I think that is definitely a distinct part, but pretty much from like being a teenager to um you know because college is when i went away um and then when i came back to suburb of kansas city honestly pretty similar i think it is a little bit more um i definitely as an adult um have a wider network 
of places to go and things to see. Um, so it definitely feels a lot bigger than it did when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, particularly like now as an adult, I'm like, okay, I love exploring, you know, Kansas City, North Kansas City, places that I never even like really set foot in as like a teenager. Mm -hmm. So it, it feels very similar, except maybe just a little, a little bit bigger, a little bit wider. Yeah. When you moved back, did you feel like you were coming back home? Yes, um, because I also was literally. Um, I moved back in with my parents for a, like that was the first place I went when I moved back. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, I quite literally moved back home, and it definitely felt that way. Um, and <laughs> had to had to uh, had to really keep aware of myself uh, that I don't like fall into like my teenagerisms from sure. <laughs> like high school. <laughs> don't spend hours on the toilet reading Warhammer. Uh, oh, well, okay, hold on. Let's no, not get that, ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Sitting on the toilet. That's me time, Joseph. I do whatever okay. I want. That's not teenagerdom. That is totally normal. That's fine. Yes. Everyone does that. Everyone does it. Everyone sits there until their, their feet go numb and they can't feel them anymore. And then they have to like spend, you know, 10 minutes getting up and getting control back in their legs. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. So sort of on this same subject. And in line with what you're saying, a lot of what this series is about is the idea of being back home. And so I'm just curious for you, like just the phrase like back home, what does that mean for you? I think for me, I associate it very, very strongly with family and particularly food. For me, being back home, um, I think I also associate that a lot with like a, a table. Like everyone sitting around a table. Mm -hmm. Growing up, that's a very cornerstone. Uh, we always kind of sat at a big dining room table. Well, not not dining room. In our kind of like extended kitchen, um, a big table, big long rectangle. Everyone sat around it for every meal. And so I think for me, I associate that with yeah, being back home. For me, means everyone's sitting around a table. Everyone's eating a lot. Everyone's feeling happy. Um, everyone's feeling a bit <laughs> full and tired as well mm -hmm. <laughs> from the food. Uh, so I think that's, yeah, being able to eat a lot, being able to relax is kind of the two cornerstones. Yeah, I, I love that feeling tired. But then I'm also glad you used the word relaxed because I do think the idea of home is sort of like the safety of being allowed to be tired because it is like relaxing. Yeah. So that you know you're yeah, safe one, to rest. 100%. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Brooks, before I let you go, is there anything you want to let the people know any final thoughts oh gosh um i mean uh, i mean i think the only final thoughts is um um you know what? gratitude joseph thank you for just being like you said 20 years of friendship i would like to thank you of such an enormous impact on my life um and kind of helped hope, hopefully i did as well on you <laughs> um absolutely and both really helped shape each other into i think better people of course um, than if we hadn't met each other i agree completely i'm so grateful for you my friend i love you very much and also i do have to admit something is that i realized so this is a gift for those of you who stayed until the end um i did my math wrong it's 19 years this year next year will be 20 years got it okay hey hey hey, hey. that gives us something to celebrate there we go there we go <laughs> yes it, like fall of 2024 will like if you start the school year in september that is when we would be starting third grade. So 20 years next year. Right. Okay. We'll have a big bash. It'll be great. Huge bash. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs>
Um, yeah, and yeah, that'll be perfect. We'll do everything um, we did as children. Um, we'll just have a proper nostalgia trip, and it'll be impeccable. I am always trying to get us to go hang out on swing sets, and you guys never want to anymore. <laughs> yes, yes, our our late twenties hanging out on a uh, swing hey, sets. Hey, hey, you sit schools. on toilets until your legs fall asleep. I hang out at swing sets. Both of these are normal and fine. You know, Joseph, you're right. You're valid. <laughs> All right, Brooks, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Joseph. I appreciate you taking the time. Talk for me a little little space for me to talk about my life and uh, the part that you played in it. Of course. Gratitude, just like you said. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, gratitude. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cusper's Back Home Summer Special. Yes, I'm still speaking low, still in the guest bedroom. If you've got any thoughts on what home means to you, I'd love to hear them. You can DM me on Instagram at joseph.bricker or email the show at thecusperspod at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Jean-Claude and the Eclairs for the use of their song, All It Ever Was, as the intro and outro of the show. All other music is by Calvin Adams, who I actually just had dinner with in my travels. You can find all those folks' stuff anywhere you buy or stream music. Show art is by the stalwart John Charles Bricker. I've been Joseph Bricker, and I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. In the meantime, remember to keep on kidding around. Be well.